Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. Welcome to Cigar Talks Mini Series Part Two. We are streaming and recording live at the Barclay Rex Cigar Club in the Financial District of New York City, right by the Wall Street. Starting from this episode, we will start the show by lighting up a featured cigar, and I will provide live review along with delivering the content. At the end of each segment of the episode, I will provide an update for the review. At the end of the episode, I will give you my final rating on the feature cigar. Now, before we start, let's do a quick recap. In the previous episode, Cigar Talk Mini Series Part One, Cigar One O One with NYU Executive MBA Team, we have discussed finding your cigars and expanding palettes. We have talked about the cuts. We have also talked about the lights. Now today we are going to talk about feature cigar and its maker. How are the cigars measured, and different sizes, and the top things that you should never do in a cigar launch. And the following will be giving you the final rating of the feature cigar. Now remember, smoking cigar sometimes takes up to an hour. For out of your convenience, I will be editing. Some of the time between the smokes. Today, the feature cigar is E. P. Carrero Pledge Prequel Ernesto Perez Carrero. The size is five and fifty. Now, to start the episode, let's go ahead and cut and light. Now, before we light up the cigar, we can already see the shapes. It's very, very attractive. It's a box, but kind of soft compared to a normal box. The wrapper is dark. Normally, we call Madero, but the maker insists on calling it the Connecticut Habano, which kind of gives you an oily wrapper type of leaf. The presentation was beautiful, and the bend was outstanding. 
especially around a foot bend. We always like a foot bend. Now let's talk about the first draw. Right off the first draw, you can already feel there's a lot of flavor coming out at you. It's not surprising that this feature cigar was being named as the number one cigar by cigar aficionados in 2020. You really give them a whopping 98 points, which is a very high scale, even on cigar aficionados top 25 list. Now with the dark chocolate oak leather, this is the type of feelings that you will get when you take on your first draw. You also have a espresso type of a feelings and some hint of caramel in the retro hill. Now remember, all the flavors and the taste of cigar are really subjective. Some will might feel the same thing as I'm getting and some might not. The whole idea is to making sure that you like what you smoke. Now let's go ahead and talk about this cigar while we're enjoying the first half. The cigar is being made by Ernesto Perez Carrero Jr. who is born in 1952. He's a Cuban-American cigar maker who resides in Florida, Coral Cabos, and Dominican. Perez Carrero is behind the cigar brand La Gloria Cubana. As a young adult, Perez Carrero's passion was for jazz. He worked to become a jazz drummer and at the age of 25, moved to New York City to pursue a career as a musician. After exhausting his efforts to catch on with Sting Gits and his bands, he returned to Miami and began to work on cigars. He took over El Cuidito, his father's cigar company, and set out to create a better cigar. The La Gloria Cubana was popular in the cigar craze of the early 1990s. And in 1990, Swedish match purchased El Cuidito from the Perez Carrero family. After working for Swedish Match and Journal Cigar until March of 2009, Perez Carrero's children proposed for him to craft a new cigar, which is E.P. Carrero. With the start of E.P. Carrero, Perez Carrero worked with his daughter, Lizette, and son, Ernesto III. The company's factory, La Tabaxera Alanza, is in Dominican Republic. In 2014, Perez Carrero made the La Historia E3, the number two cigar of the year according to Cigar Aficionado magazine. Then in 2018, Carrero Cigar, the Encore Majestic, received the highest honor as the number one cigar of the year by Cigar Aficionado. And in 2020, Perez Carrero won the number one cigar of the year from Cigar Aficionado with the Pledge Cigar, which is the one that we are featuring today. Now, by this time, 
we are at the first third. The burn was not ideal. It's not razor sharp. I hope that you will be corrected when we enter the second third. The flavor developed with more visible dark chocolate now. It has a little citrus and a bit of naughtiness. You hold on to an ash about two to three inches, so the construction was good. Now with that being said, let's go ahead and take a short break and come back when we are at the second third. Hi, this is Kevin from Life Plus Up. Do you want to have more resources or episodes? If you do, don't forget to visit our Patreon page listed in the show description. As being a patron to our Patreon, you'll be getting special episodes, workshops, or even one-on-one -on -one Zoom meetings for your life coaching plans. Be sure to sign up for our publication, The Life Business Insiders, where you can find tons of resources to help you from some of the most brilliant minds in the industry to help you to succeed in personal, financial, and career. So don't forget to subscribe to The Life Business Insider, a free online publication for all the listeners of the Life Plus Up podcast. Welcome back. At this time, we are at the second third. The flavor is consistent. Now, that is amazing. That since the light up, the flavors have been holding themselves in quite a balance. When a lot of people out there say that this may be overhype, that because this is the number one cigar of 2020, that it must be overly publicity. But it definitely holds its merit so far. The burns have corrected itself, and it has been a smooth sailing since the very beginning. If you're looking for a mild to a medium cigar, this is not it. It comes with a slight punch. So as we're progressing with the cigar smoking, let's talk about the second segment. How are the cigars measured? To know how the cigar measure, first of all, you need to know how cigar shape and size are measured. Although the metric system has been compulsory in Cuba since 1858, the cigars are usually measured in inches. While some countries employ the metric systems, it's almost an industry norm to use imperial measurements. This is likely because the United States influence in the market. At this time, if you combine the rest of the entire world, U.S. still smoke more cigars than they combine. So you can see how we are affecting the measurement. Overall, the cigars are measured according to their length and ring gauge. The length is simply measured in inches, such as the Toro size, which is usually six inches long. Meanwhile, the ring gauge is cigar's diameter. Because the ring gauge is often quite small, it's measured by the 64th of an inch, rather than a decimal. This fraction is then simplified by simply giving the resulting figure. For instance, a typical Toro is 0.78 inches thick. When converted to 64th of an inch, it comes to 50 64, which is presented by simply 50. Therefore, given its overall dimension, the Toro will be presented as 6 times 50.
in other countries that focuses on metric system, the information is often presented in either centimeters or millimeters for the length and gauge. As a cigar size, names can greatly fluctuate between different brands. It can sometimes be conceptual to understand. Now, let's quickly review some of the common different cigar sizes. So next time when you went into a cigar shop, you will be able to go ahead and tell them what sizes that you will like. For now, let's just explore the general sizes between the different cigars because there are tons of different sizes, depends on the brand. But I want to give you the most common one. Actually, the most 12 common one from the sizes from the smallest to the largest. The first one is the Petite Corona. It's measured at 4.5 inch times 42. Now, if we refer back to what we just shared earlier, that means the cigar in the length is 4.5 inches and it is 42 slash 64 inches. So it's called 42 in diameter. The next one is Gordito, which is 4.5 times 60. And then we talk about the Robusto, which is five times 50. This is one of the most popular sizes. And there are Corona, 5.25 times 44. They are total six times 50. For someone that like to have a bigger ring gauge and a longer cigar, Gordo, six times 60. There is also Panatera, six times 34. Lonsdale, 6.5 times 42. And there's one called the Churchill, which is named after Winston Churchill, a seven times 48. There's one called 7.5 times 38, which is Lancero. And of course, that if you like something that is bigger, taking longer time to smoke, you had the double Corona at 7.5 times 50. And we have the Grand Corona at 9.25 times 47. I personally have not seen a Grand Corona before. I bet that it will take up to a couple hours just to smoke one. Note that the dimensions provided is just a generalizations and it may fluctuate between the different brand by as much as an inch. So just because that you saw a total on the brand doesn't always mean it's six times 50. So it's always important to making sure you ask the staff so you will not put yourself in a situation that you don't have enough time to enjoy. Now, in the show note, you'll be able to locate the links to the chart that will provide more visible demonstration of each sizes, so it's easier for you to tell. So right now, we are on the final third. So this is, has been a very interesting cigar so far. So I can start to see why Cigar Aficionado give this cigar such a high rating. Normally, for some cigars, by this time, most flavors will begin to fall apart, but not this one. 
you can still taste the earthiness, the leather, right? It's almost like slightly hint of biting down on a bell. But the espresso, the burnt coffee, the dark chocolate are become more and more visible. You still have that caramel hint to it. The citrus did dial back a little bit, but you still have that oak tree. So I would say that for a cigar that's been holding its flavor for the entire close to an hour has been very remarkable. This construction has been well, but the burn was not perfect. So right now, once we are in the last phase of the cigar, I would like to talk about the top things you shouldn't do at a cigar lunch. So next time when you decide to explore the cigar lunch, you are not going to go ahead and put people off. There are a lot of cigar lounges in the country, even around the world. But there are common things that you want to make sure you avoid so you do not appear to be rejected or not feel welcome. The first is don't try too hard. Don't try to be a know-it-all. We joined this hobby to appreciate. It's not something that you would like to go ahead and show off to other people. Just because that you know doesn't mean that you have to go ahead and keep showing off to others because this can really put people off. I would say just go in there with confidence, be yourself, stay humble. Even till this day, I will still tell myself I know nothing about cigar and I will just be asking others for their opinions so I will be able to strike up a good conversations and to learn. This is going to be a learning experience. The second thing I would say is be sensitive about sharing your interests with strangers. For example, if you walk into a cigar lunch, such as the Rex Cigar Lunch, and you see few people are talking, don't try to jump in and talk about Dungeons and Dragons, right? Don't try to talk about Pokemon Go. You want to read the room a little bit before you start dumping all your own interests on another. I had an experience once in Casa de Monte Cristo. I was just sitting right there, minding my own business, and somebody come to me and start ramping about WWE. I am not a wrestling fan, nor do I know the rules. So after a half an hour, my cigar is burned, and I just leave. So don't be like that person. Number three things. Never talk about politics. Okay, it is quite common that when you have a group of guys smoking cigar, somebody is going to raise questions and their own opinions about politics. My suggestion is don't push your opinions on others. We appreciate that you have opinions, but if you express it more aggressively, you will find yourself in other trouble that you are now wishing to have. Now, another thing I want you to guys to understand is when you go into a cigar shop or cigar lunch, don't try to give your suggestion to the cigar shop owners on how to run their shop unless you have a very solid relationship with the owner. I see few people walking into a cigar shop for the first time and start saying that, oh, you should carry this, you should have that. They have been running their shop for some time. If they want opinions, they will definitely ask, 
but don't ever try to go ahead and give your opinions unsolicited to the cigar shop owners. Now, since that we're talking about the cigar shop, another thing that you don't want to do is don't try to put your hands on the cigar merchandise, smell all over the cellophane, touching it without a real intention to buy. I understand the feeling that sometimes that you might find yourself in the shop with a really rare cigars that you would like to go ahead and take a closer peek. But be courteous, right? If you're not buying it, somebody else will be. So why do you want to do that? You don't want others to touch all over the stick that you will be smoking, right? So just be that common courtesy on them. And also, when you're in cigar lunch, try not to brag about yourself, right? There are people out there that come to cigar lunch to boost their own egos. They talk about their status, they talk about their job, their paycheck. None of us are really interested in hearing that, right? We are looking for good conversations. If you want to share your method to success as an inspiration, by all means. But there's no need for you to come into a cigar club and try to boost your own ego by overly sharing your status, especially when nobody else is asking you for it. Okay, and another one, don't walk up to people and start talking about Cuban cigars that you have smoked and how good they are and start judging others. The beautiful things about enjoying a cigar, if you can find rare treasure at $2 a stick, $5 a stick, or $20 a stick sometimes, but it doesn't give you a higher ground for you to judge other people. For me, some of the best cigars that I like can go under $5 and I have no problems enjoying it. It makes my day better. Especially that there are people out there who know really nothing about cigar, come to you and say, ooh, are you smoking a Cuban cigar? I only smoke Cuban. The fact that they most likely have been smoking fake Cubans is a lot higher chances than they have been smoking real Cubans. Especially with a common courtesy is lack. So I would say that nobody want to hear about it. If somebody asks you, you can share it, but never just go around and try to judge others on what they're smoking because you never know. If you take a humble stand, you might learn something that day and some new cigar that you can try. And one more thing to really worry about is please don't blow your cigar smoke on other people's face. If you're having a conversation with others, be courteous, right? You can direct where your mouth blow the smoke. If you keep blowing the smoke onto somebody else's face, that will only start up another trouble that you don't look, you're not looking forward to. And the very last one I will say in cigar lunch, cigar are not cigarettes. Please don't stump them on the ashtray when you are ready to put them out. The best way to do it, leave it in the ashtray and walk away. Somebody hand wrote the cigars for you to enjoy. Sometimes the cigar take up to 300 hands before that you're able to put your hands on it. So I believe that it deserves some dignity to be die in peace. So if you want to put up a cigar in the cigar lunch, just put it on the ashtray, the holder section and walk away. Hopefully these tips 
will help you on your journey to experiencing cigar clubs and lunch all over the world. Now, as we're wrapping up the cigar, I want to go ahead and let you guys know that so far the total smoking time for this cigar has been one hour and 10 minutes. The flavor has stayed consistent. It get a little too hot at the end, I had to put it on the side to cool it off. The ash normally holds about two to three inches all throughout. The burn is less than satisfactory. It corrected itself in second third, and then you can start seeing the imbalance part on the final third. But overall, this is a very smooth, flavorful, well-constructed cigars with a lot of, a lot of hardware put into it. So I can see why people are raving about it. My overall ratings for this EP Carrero Pledge prequel come out to be a whopping 93 points. I hope all the listeners liked the episode, and I will see you all next week at Light Plus Up Podcast, where we will continue to talk about cigars. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description, you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself, please email me at podcastlifeplusup at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now, we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts. And fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together.